February 1st, 2022. This episode is called The Restart with Art. Um, it's purely about my uh, beginnings and how I got started with um, publicly making art. Um, it's a big deal to me to tell my story. And there's about four major events. There's other things in, in between. Uh, but for me, there was about four uh, major uh, events that happened from from about 2010 to 2011 that um, inspired me and uh, 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 put really put me in a corner to react uh, to grief, loss, uh, and uh, and 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 made who I am today. And and I'm ever evolving. So I guess started who I wanted to be is is more accurately uh, stated. So um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to jump right in again. All these little uh, what I call them verbal diaries. Um, they're, it's important for me to tell my story and, uh, uh, it doesn't, I don't care what other people think. I don't care, uh, how other people move around and do things. It's important to me to, to record my story. So, and you'll know why once I tell you the, um, all these little events in, in order and tell you how it, um, it all influenced me to, to not waste time and to create like a madman. So, uh, here we go. Um, the just to just to kind of set the setting. Um, uh, 2010 was a very very eventful uh, year for me. Um, at that time, I'm I'm 23. I, I would be turning 24 in August. Between those months, um, so many things happen. Uh, I'm I'm already um, about two three years removed from my failing stint at ETSU where. All my life, school scared me. Well, pretty much from third grade on, school was just, it got real for me. Um, I was no dumb-dumb or anything, um, but I was a bouncy knee kind of kid, man. Uh, had a lot of energy. I was only interested in studying bugs and X-Men and comic books, and um, I wanted to be outside all the time. Uh, I don't think I have any condition, and I don't belittle anyone that does uh, attention disorders or... or um, uh, anything like that but my mom has has <laughs> confirmed that I am uh or at least was uh high energy um and I would I would bet that my family around me would would say the same um uh especially uh then and uh including now but I uh, there's a plane that just flew over the house of course um but but e ETSU was it was great I did all the cool college things I I made and kept friends I I had all kinds of fun, all kinds of adventures, but the the school stuff scared me. It was intimidating, rather than uh, uh, beneficial for me to be on my own and make a decision um, to attend class. Uh, I do not think I did my best. I was um, uninterested in repeating things that I just heard. Uh, you know, six months earlier, starting school. I just turned. 18 when I first started uh, I think I was actually sitting in class the day after my the day of my birthday turning 18 in e at ETSU in a history class that was filled with people uh hungover coughing sleeping and not listening to uh a professor that was just basically just reading what 
he's all known what history has has been has told him. Um, no no disrespect to the professors, but I didn't have anybody that um, that interested uh, me at all in school, and I didn't even give it a chance to do so. Uh, the most influential uh, teacher up until that point, I don't know if this is good or bad. It's good for me, at least to be part of my history, is uh, Mr. Keith Herzog. Um, there might be people that listen have are listening now to this and go, yeah, oh yeah, that dude was awesome. Yeah, he didn't teach me arithmetic. He didn't teach me uh, how to spell or how anything, but he did teach me how to act. Not like uh, behavior acting, but literal acting. Come out of your shell. Even the shyest kid can come out of their shell or have a part in a play. We do King Arthur and all these other plays and things. And um, uh, he learned. He, he taught you how to draw. You learn how to draw like Woodstock and all the Peanut characters, Snoopy and Garfield. And he he was just very influential. Uh, so much to the point where he he wrote on the back of a photo he took of me, uh, something along the lines of um, uh. Uh, let me know what you create in the future, or some, come back to me when you when you show me what you create. And I actually have the way the same his his actual the way he wrote the word create. I have that tattooed on my on my right wrist. He was the most influential teacher, and I only had him for you know what how however long you have have a um, a teacher. I guess eight months or so, but he he meant that much to me, uh, and still does. Um, and I still have that photo he took. He took a, a photo, a black and white photo of all of us in action, kind of doing what we like to do, either drawing or reading or something. It was it was really cool seeing the little eight year old me, and and here I am, uh, hopefully making him proud, along with a lot of people down the line. But um, I get off uh, on, on off the off the main subject here. But 2010, um, I uh, I was I was dating a uh, an individual that I don't feel. At the time, I, I gave all my interest in because I was so low in self-esteem. So this person that I was seeing just meant the world to me. I had, but I had no idea what that even meant. I just knew I didn't. I didn't mean anything to me. So all my thoughts and emotions and all my care and any energy went to this person. And this person's not a bad individual, but we were just immature. I was surrounded by debt, um, failing in school. So I had all this these issues in my head and, 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 um, not feeling, uh, as adequate as I should feel. Uh, I'm hearing all my peers, they're already two years, uh, graduated. They're, they're just as lost, but at least they have some kind of paperwork that shows that they, they were committed for a certain amount of time here. I was spinning around in circles and, and, uh, just didn't ha- had no direction doing, doing very little with art. And just in high school, I had two, uh, classes of, of quote unquote advanced art, uh, it was about four or five students. We sat outside the cl- actual classroom, and what we did, uh, we just mingled and talked, and we, and we did get to talk about art uh, as best we knew it then. Uh, but what we came up with was what, what the, the the class would do as homework. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. It was it, it's it, it's where I got to, as the kids say, like uh, nowadays I got to flex. Back then I felt important um, with a failed basketball ambitions and all that. Um. But so I'm in a relationship. Um, this person's um, father, uh, God bless him, and that family. They uh, he was he was very ill with cancer. It was a long, long, basically a long death. So that was always in the middle of the relationship. Was this active, current grieving? And right towards the end of of his life, uh, my sister suddenly passes away in her sleep. In 2010, uh, May 7th, never, I'll never forget that date. I, I might forget everything else, birthdays and 
my own name or phone number, but I'll never forget that date. Um, so um, that leads to more pressure in the relationship. We break up, and that leads to homelessness for me, uh, voluntarily. I don't, I don't want to overstate it. I could always went back to my parents' house, um, but I felt like that was a step backwards. Both of my parents, they are great people. Um, I feel that way because they gave uh, life and, and uh, freedom to two great kids, myself and especially my twin sister Jessica that passed. Um, we were the exact, uh, we, we were the 50-50 combination of my parents. They're great people, not flawless, but, but great individuals. And I, I feel like that's what creates great individuals. Uh, my mom is sweet, sweet uh, and soft-spoken, a- angelic, really, a giver. My dad is real confident, funny, and, and also a giver. Literally two people that will give um, the, the clothes off their back. You could point at something. You can go visit them right now, point at something in their house and, and say, um, Sheila, Derek, I'd like to, I'd like to have that. And they'd go, okay, they, how much, how, do you want to, you want me to wrap it up for you? You want me to, uh, put it in your car? That's, that's the kind of parents I grew up with. Very, uh, very great parents. Um, I think that my generation is the last generation that, that grew up and played outside. Um, unfortunately, um, but I didn't want to crawl back to them. I, they would have, they would have, uh, they would have carved out a little spot for me to live. There's no doubt. Uh, so I don't have parents that would have rejected me or, uh, they were stern people when they, you know, they disciplined me and told me, set me straight. Um, but I didn't want to be 23, um, and crawling back to them. So I just endured, I, I endured one of the hottest summers. I think you can look up 2010's, uh, temperature and it was like one of the record it was crazy it was very hot and I was and I was working I was I wasn't I wasn't a bum I was um maintaining a job and I was putting on the smiley face and I was still partying and, and carrying on uh and I never complained I never want to drag anybody into it um so you got um the death of my twin sister Jessica you've got uh the breakup and then you have which was a not a good it was just not a good situation it was very very hard i think on both but i can only speak for me it was very hard for me and then um at that time um and then i voluntarily homelessness i didn't want to go backwards even then i knew that i i, I subconsciously really cuz i wasn't thinking this at that time but i just like i cannot go backwards i'll 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 sit in mud my parents will love me too much and they'll make it easy for me and i'll i'll just i'll be i'll sit in mud I'll, I'll, I'll be moving in, in, in mud. So I won't, I won't be moving forward. I need to move forward. And, uh, in the middle of all that, a friend of mine that was, that we were always, we weren't as close growing up cause he's about two or three years older. But we got closer, uh, as free adults, free young adults. Um, I won't mention his name, but I do hope he's doing well. Um, he was not a bad guy, but he, where his sister was uh, a brainiac. Uh, and I mean that as a compliment, she was a bookworm and, and, highly highly educated and accomplished in the book world in the scholastic world he was that way in the street world and but there's only one way or i guess three ways out of the street world you you, you're dead you're locked up or you're uh constantly looking over your shoulder um and that's not always talked about if you do that street stuff you can get away but you're always kind of uh in in a in a mental prison or a physical prison (laughs) that or, or dead that was the three options um Again, I won't. I won't say his name. Uh, I was never involved with anything. I know that sounds like the guilty person. I wasn't. I was always like the nerdy kid. I was always cool. I got the girls and I got the guy friends, but 
Um, but I was able to talk like Star Wars and and uh, and and have my uh, feelings on philosophy. And uh, since I was um, felt like the color gray all my life, being being both black and white um, and everything else in between, I always like talking about like how black people should act and how white people should be, look at this in a certain way, you know, that kind of stuff. And he was mixed as well or is mixed. And um, so we had a lot of things in common. Plus, we had dreads. We did the whole Rasta instant hippie thing that was kind of vibing towards the end of high school. And I, I'm, I'm the class of 04. And uh, anybody in my, my age group will, will know what I'm talking about. There was like this instant hippie kind of thing, this kind of bohemian thing that was going on. It was, it was you know, free love again and, and kind of good vibes again. Real quick, briefly, and, and at least in my, in my hometown uh, here in Johnson City. And so we kind of looked like a band. As a matter of fact, um, there, there were people that ran up to us and, and they would think that we they just saw us play at Capone's and, and we'd we'd uh feed into that and it was just good times. But he called me one day and said he can't talk to me anymore. And uh and this is the same summer of two thousand ten, uh the most eventful uh and pivotal um time in my life, especially then. Um uh just confusion and everything uh spiraling uh and and, and not just down but up and everywhere else. Um I didn't know what to think. I knew he was into some things, selling this and pushing that. But uh, you can look up in 2010. Um, I don't know what you would type in, but there was a huge drug bust that involved like 30 people from uh, the region. It was tied to a famous story out of Florida. Of course, Florida, America's Russia. No offense. Um, it was doctors that were like just writing scripts and just leaving their doors open for basically just drug you know drug issues and uh, uh, causing drug issues and these and these uh, uh, drug movers and shakers were taking full advantage of that and the doctors you can uh, there's another gentleman that was known as like the he, he, he kind of got like infamous for being the the uh, 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 doctor that kind of let the uh, cat out of the bag or, or, or maybe that's the wrong term but he he was known to just be very uh, liberal with with his uh, uh, prescriptions and 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 even I think uh, profited on on uh, on that kind of uh, on the on the dark side of the business with the with the drug world. Um, well, my friend who I was close to and shared all kinds of thoughts and experiences with and and times and laughs and whatever was caught up and he was warning me that he can't talk to me anymore and he's going down. Meaning meaning he's going to get. Um, he, he he's going to get pinched. He's going. He told me that cops were following him for X amount of time, and that more than likely I'll be talked to, which which I was not talked to by any law enforcement, and not to get into any of that. But it was scary. So all these things, like I like I told you, the breakup, the death, the homelessness, and now my friend's saying um, um, that that he's going to get get uh, locked up. So uh, fast forward a little bit of time. His mother and his sister, which we all grew up together, knowing each other, we we go to. Um, uh, Greenville, which is where the big courthouse is, and and I watched him get sentenced to prison. There's nothing like watching uh, someone you know, someone you have uh, you have broken bread with and shared life with, uh, kind of die in that way. Now he's I, last I heard he's doing well and moved on, uh, and I hope it stays that way. But there's I, I want him to know if he ever listened to this, that was the most surreal thing. I've ever seen uh, another human have to do because you're not really dead, but you're like you're just going into this purgatory. You're going into this spot where you're away from society, and here in chain, he's a big guy, 
uh, big teddy bear guy too. Um, tough as nails, but also but soft like a teddy bear at the same time. And he, you know, his head shaved. Um, he's he's got chains on both, you know, tied to his wrists and 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 um, uh, and, and his feet. And he can, you can only move like a like a couple of inches at a time. So seeing him kind of move in this robotic way was kind of wild. Uh, and he just looked he looked ter- he looked terrible at that time. That was. I don't know. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I know that summer, including holding down my main job, which is the company I'm I'm with now, uh, still to this day. Uh, but I, I actually kept myself busy by working, working, working. This is I'm not creating any art at this time. But what was cool during that one little thing, kind of like they they call it the silver lining, uh, in things or the one blessing in in in, in disguise. Uh, we went out to eat, which was awkward um, after seeing my friend. And and also my friend's brother, uh, his sister, and I won't mention her name too. Um, but I hope she's doing well. I know she's very successful, and I hope that that continues for her as well. Um, uh, I went out to eat with his mother, his sister, and uh, I believe his girlfriend at the time. So it was the four of us. And we went out to eat, and I uh, went for lunch, and that was a very awkward situation. You just watched your friend. And their brother and son get sentenced to X amount of months, and it was just it was just crazy. He's just taken away, and it was his fault, and he knew it. He he wasn't someone that would tell on anybody. He took he took the brunt of of uh, of his of, of the punishment. And um, so anyway, um, we go out to eat, and his mother, uh, a teacher um, and a philosopher in her own right, very tied to native culture. Uh, both of our families are. Um, just knew I was into art. Everybody always kind of, I always had that reputation. I, I, I'm glad that I did did have that because I wasn't doing much with art, but it was really cool um, to for her to think and present me with a with a present. Um, and it was this little kind of cheap paint set. And I said thank you, but I had no intentions of doing anything with it. It was like a little wooden box. And uh, you guys probably will hear my dogs in a minute. They have no concern about me recording or being quiet um um but um yeah that she gave me that set and i just I, that thing held up uh as as i was a brief stint in my back to my dad's house a brief stint living in my car a brief stint uh thanks to matt couch, couch surfing in his uh apartment um that dvd held up books it it, it propped up dvds and DVD players, it it just did not, I didn't use it, and, uh, but I had this energy, I was sad, um, there's no, um, I can't put it even, in, I can't even give it justice if, if justice is needed, but I can barely put into words the feeling it is to lose a twin, I still to this day struggle, uh, that's why I try to do it in action, I can't just do it in words, and, um, but I was extremely sad, um, no direction, I needed, I needed a way to I needed to spread my wings, make my own messes, clean my own messes. I needed something, and uh, and I didn't know how. Uh, so uh, I remember my dad, bless his heart, gave me a spot in my old in the old room, I call it, and I just got tired of playing Xbox and just sitting around waiting for some girl to call me or waiting around waiting for some guy to call me and 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 down my. Uh, all my sorrows in some kind of binge drinking and 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 chain smoking, you know, at that time. And uh, so 
I didn't know how to do it. I looked at that paint set. I didn't even know what I was going to do. I didn't even know how much a canvas. I knew you painted on canvas. That's all I knew. And at that time, and I went to Michael's and I bought, um, it was like the smallest one I knew I could afford. It was like, it might've been 11 by 14 or, or maybe even like 12 by 14 or something. I don't know. I might be getting that wrong. And, uh, um, and I just started painting. I painted this like voluptuous kind of Phoenix fire lady and she's fighting all the other elements, you know, earth and wind and water. And I received compliments, um, from friends, you know, they come over and they, um, and they would they would laugh and go, of course you do you know do a painting of a big bootied girl you know and whatever whatever and uh, it was just all that I think about Julie Bell and, and Art Anderson all the artists that I grew up Todd McFarlane how they used to draw on comic covers and trading cards and all that it's just all I knew and it was you know I'm young and whatever at that time and and uh, but it I still have that painting to this day I, I'm embarrassed to really show it to people but it's part of the story and I think it's important um, but really but really I I use that paint set it was. I still didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, at least I painted. I, that's the first painting I've ever painted. I mean, I'm sure in my life I finger painted once or twice in my life in, uh, as a kid, but at putting a brush to canvas was intimidating, uh, and it still is to this day. Um, but especially back then with no direction. Um, so anyway, uh, if it wasn't for my friend's mother giving me that paint set, I don't think I'd ever would have painted. I don't think um, I have no I have no way of knowing that, but I don't think I would. Um, so. I'm very, very fortunate that, that somebody was looking out for me to give me something to do. But that was it for a while. Um, I kept myself busy. I worked at this little security kind of job. We traveled around and did concerts and parked cars. And I happened to be at Bristol Motor Speedway, you know, parking cars. And that's that's really just a mindless situation. Excuse me. And um, I just tell cars to park here and direct them to where the handicap spot is and tell them where they're spotted, where they need to go in what section and just, just sitting out in the parking lot and during uh, a super hot day. And I was just down on my luck. Cause I, I think I worked three or four jobs that summer um, just to keep myself busy. I, I wanted to stay out of trouble. I was never a troublemaker. Um, and, uh, and for some reason I saw this little thing, I saw this flat piece of paper and it was, I walked up to it, you know, because I, I always pick, even to this day, walking the dogs or something, I, I pick up trash. I hate seeing, it when I can, I pick up trash and throw it away or whatever. Maybe some kids watching me and, and we'll see that and, and we can keep that trend, pick up litter. And even then, working Bristol Motor Speedway, there's just big plateau of, consu- you know, consuming. <laughs> uh, I saw this little thing and, it, and it, I, it, I, it looked like a dollar. I was like, I'm going to pick that up. That's cool. But I approached it and, and I saw... A hundred dollars, but I thought, well, surely this is one of those little like, um, kind of like, uh, like one of those religious, you know, like maybe one of those things that you turn it over and it says money is the root of many evil or, you know, some kind of biblical quote. I thought it was one of those things. So I put my foot over it just in case I thought, wow, like, huh, maybe this could be a hundred dollar bill. Uh, and, and I waited and I looked up cause I'd like to make sure that it wasn't dropped from some old sweet old lady. And if, and if there was someone around, I would have get, I would have asked them, "Hey, did you happen to drop any money?" I, I, you know, but there was nobody around. It was a desert island, really. It was just me by myself. It was meant to be. And I, I pulled my foot back. I kind of, kind of moved it a little bit, and I peeled that that hundred dollar bill up, or what I thought was, and it felt real. And I spun it around, and I saw big Ben Franklin's huge head and face looking right at me. No scripture written on it. Uh, and uh and it was a real hundred dollar bill and 
to me at that time that was that was winning the lottery and then for some reason all this weight on my shoulder now a hundred dollars wasn't getting me out of debt and paying my car off that I was struggling to pay off um, it wasn't getting me a home but it just for some reason I just felt good I felt like maybe my sister maybe God maybe some somebody was just saying I feel you here's a little win and Lord knows I needed that win um, and I put that in my pocket and I looked around I was waiting for somebody to go either gotcha or something or later on feel that dollar and it was just fake or but I just didn't know I didn't I didn't want to take that chance so I folded up real neatly put it tight in my pants that way my phone or something couldn't take it out and I just kept it to myself I didn't t- it was hard not to tell somebody because I was so happy and uh, I had this just and the sun was coming back out it rained previously that day but the sun just beat down it was really hot and uh and and I thought well, if this is if this is all I get all day that's cool I have a story I had no one to share it with um and all of a sudden I got a call from my my sweet mother who I tried to keep from uh no you know knowing how her son's living I wasn't living good at all and um but mothers know especially if you have a good mother or if you have a good guardian a good father any but especially a, a mother she called me and said Jason I got news for you and I thought I, I didn't know what she's going to say my mom always, she's always been so sweet and so soft-spoken, but she always kept it real with us, still to this day. And she said, Jason, I found you a house. It looks just like you. And uh, we, I'd like for you to go see it. it it's uh, remind me of you. It needs some work. I, I got you a house, but you need to do the rest of the work. And what mom meant by that is that, hey, I, I, I talked to these people that, that are going to rent this house out, um, but you need to be a man and go shake their hand and sign do whatever you need to do and you, you'll have work to do and long story less long about this uh those of you that do know me uh know that i was up at that house for for 10 years uh up i was i met my fiance there uh started my i call it my instant family there but what happened too in this uh in that house um uh, and i think a lot of that house it finally gave me freedom i got to uh, fix and make make mistakes, fix mistakes, make new mistakes, uh, but I couldn't run away. Bob Marley said, you can't run away from yourself. And so I had to clean up my messes, the figurative ones and the literal ones. Um, but most importantly, and, and not above meeting my, my girl Brandy, meeting you know Jalen, uh, making, uh, re- reuniting, making friendships and reuniting with old friends, but I got to make art. I finally had room where I can I can hunch over a canvas, paint all night. I would, I would go without food. I would wake up wanting to. That's all I would think about when I got on my bike and rode to work, or I got in my car and rode to work. It's and I just started creating. I never felt like I had enough. I still have feel like I don't have enough. Um, now, if you went down in our basement and saw my art area, you would you would probably vouch and say uh, I have plenty. <laughs> I, I'll never feel that way. Um, but um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I never felt like I had enough. And I had a conversation, shout out to my friend uh, Ben Smith. I used to have bonfires at that house. I'm, I'm settled in at this point. And, uh, and it was a little tiny house. I mean, the house was literally the size of some of some living rooms plus like a bedroom and a bathroom. It was just a, I don't even know how many square feet it was, but it was just tiny. But it, I love that house, still love that house. But I've moved on. Um, uh, from there, I uh, had to, uh, even made a painting of it. But my friend, um, Ben Smith, after, uh, 
I used to have these weekly bonfires where people, it was the only thing culturally going on in John City like that. I'm for sure, I'm sure about it, especially back then. And uh, people, most of the guys would just go pee in the tall grass in the field. Hey man, I gotta go pee. Okay, or just walk off. But the the girls they'd bring, or the girls that would show up to the to the uh, bonfires at night, you know, of course they wanted to go inside. So I just tell them, you know, don't bother my dog. If if Chico was um, inside, sometimes he wanted to stay inside. It was cold or something. Uh, he didn't like crowds. Still doesn't like he doesn't like crowds to this day. Groups of people. Um, and or or my friend uh, and, and another great artist Matt would would um, escort them uh, inside. And what I didn't know at that time, he was showing them my art. He was he was so uh, gracious to uh, show them this room that my father and I uh, painted. We call it the green room. It had a green rug and it had a big old green rug that took up most of the floor and it had green walls. But every almost every darn centimeter was. Uh, covered in all my art. It could have been frame stuff and wrap canvas stuff or whatever, doodles. And it was just, it was awesome, really. And I would string uh, Christmas lights. So it had this cool little, you know, effect to it. Kind of like, it looked like a patio or something, but indoors. And it wasn't just the girls, but they would go in and you would, I'd kind of, time would pass and I'd look at my phone or my watch and I'd go, well, that group didn't come in. Let me, this is my house. I live alone. And uh, so I'd go in there investigate, and what I would find, I'd open the door, and my dog would greet me, and uh, or someone would even be holding my dog, petting him because he's, you know, he's a ham like that, and still is. But uh, they would, I'd see their little heads, all these people, these groups of people, and they were like, can you know, taking pictures, turn around and look at me, and they'd say, can we take pictures? I'd say, sure, you know, and they were just in awe of all this art, wall to wall, um, and uh, that made me feel good. Yeah, that made me feel good. Still does. It, it, but that let me know I was in the right direction, doing the right thing. Um, out of the many things out up until that point in my life, I wasn't doing right. At least I felt that way. So seeing the reception of a group of people was was really cool. So uh, from that point on, I was I just I knew people wanted to see art. I started I think in one year. Um, in one year, I was doing I did like ten or twelve shows. Um, and, and that was in and around this area. And the newspaper called me the Festival King. And uh, I like to be part of firsts, you know, if there's the first annual this or the first ever this. I like to be a part of that. Um, I just became, I started studying uh, number ones in anything. I don't care if you're the number one dancer, the number one basketball player, the number one chess player, the number one karate guy or gal. I didn't care. I wanted to see what, if I had anything like you, can I tap into that? What made those people tick, you know? And end up basically uh, painting myself out of that house. And uh, Brandy and I got together and and said we gotta we gotta stretch our uh, uh, arms out longer and, and expand this family, and uh, which included another dog and and a and a son and myself and and her and and we and so I moved away from that house. But uh, I consider my my. Uh, my experiences, especially launching from 2010, I, I consider it a, a redemption tale. That's why I'm, I, I like hearing redeem, redeeming stories when someone climbs. I'm afraid we're when someone climbs out of their uh, out of their gutter. You know, they fall into because we're all human. I think you're going to do it. I think it depends on the levels and what you did do. You know, but uh, there's some uh, there's some crimes and some acts that I can't me personally I can't forgive or can't get past. But uh, but I do think there should be a path for redemption. I got a path from redemption. I don't <clears throat> excuse me. I don't doubt at all 
that my sister was watching out over me, and I don't doubt at all that my granddaddy and my sister and my uh, great-grandmother who died during this pandemic, but not because of the pandemic, uh, uh, is watching out over me. Uh, so I have some powerful people in my corner and above me, and uh, and I've always had that. I didn't take advantage of that, or maybe I did in my youth, but now I'm very aware of that. I'm matured now, and uh, and now I do it for them. Uh, they, they are they are um, one of the reasons why I, uh, I keep going, and they've always encouraged me. Uh, but my goals now, since I've I've become you know whatever a, a established working artist is, it's always to sort of campaign. You know, I take this from sort of the hip hop world. I think uh, Nori, the rapper Nori, he might have came up with this, or he might have uh, sort of remixed it but it's give us our flowers while we can smell them i don't want to keep hearing about how great somebody was when they're dead it doesn't do any good for that person and it, and, it, and it just gets washed away after a while the way the news travels i want i want uh the john city art committee i want all these people i want all anybody that's a part of something that's the organizers or the associations i want people to acknowledge you know acknowledge the creators that are here the, the benefits are uh are, are limitless and all you can do is give an artist their day. It don't matter if it's me. It doesn't matter if it's the four-year-old. It doesn't matter if it's the mom that's barely, it's almost forgot, forgotten how to paint. They should be given their day. And I just, there's no excuse of it uh, now to do so. Uh, and and that's, that's, my, that's how I first kind of started making uh, some noise on the scene. But really, I just, I, I want to give to Johnson City. I feel like I was looking Johnson City eye to eye with an identity issue with identity identity crisis i didn't know how it was to be me without my twin i didn't know how it was to be a local artist and taken serious um taken seriously so and i still don't but instead of johnson city rejecting me which i don't think it has i think it had at some point i wanted john city to um to uh feel me understand me because i'm I, I feel you i feel like we have something in common um but I just I come from a good spot now. I got a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I just all of it comes down to it. I'm frank how I speak. I'm not part of this like ultra sensitive society now. Like I guess I'm part of it, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not from that. I speak frankly and I speak when spoken to. Uh, I speak very uh, uncensored and and uh, and and I, I know the temperature of the room. So if you ask me a question, it's you're going to get the real stuff. Um, but I, I, all of this comes from just I just don't want to be a loser, and I'll I'll die and try on that hill. I just I want to be somebody. I want to do something. I feel like I have the energy to do so. And if I fail, that's cool. But I tried, you know. Um, but just and just to do something different in Johnson City. It's, it's art has not existed in this area like it has now ever, and there's no excuse for it uh, to to not get any better really, unless there's lack of effort, which. Which you'll never see that from me. I'll always try. I'll always do what I need to do. Um, and those of you that know me know exactly how serious um, I take it. But uh, it gave me a purpose. Uh, first, it served as my therapy, and then it added on from there. It became a purpose, and then it became my soul, and then it became like uh, greater than a hobby. Um, so, and it just keeps evolving. So, I had all those events, those things that happened in 2010 about 11 or 12 years ago and now 12 years ago and um and i uh um I'm, i thank god that they actually did happen because it, it lit a fire under me and now i feel like i'm making up for uh for time that i didn't get to graduate now i'm working with etsu 
and I've been part of their curriculum and part of their exhibits. And it's just it's interesting uh, how life goes. If you just keep digging, I'll quote my granddaddy. If you keep digging, you'll find gold or you'll find China. And uh, I guess I'm still digging, you know. But it's a wonderful life. It's cool. Um, I want to be an example of someone who didn't quit. I want to be an example of um, of redemption. Um, I'll I'll still need redemption in my life, just like you will. Um, but I want to I want to be better every day, and I want art to be taken serious uh, in this area. And and that way, we if we get lifted up, if the artists quote unquote make it, all we do is just bring out bring up Johnson City. All we do is shout Johnson City out, and I hope Johnson City understands that. I hope the makers and movers and shakers of Johnson City understand that. Uh, I know my peers understand me. They've heard me. So again, forgive me for repeating myself, but at least you know I am consistent. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up now. I don't want to keep these any longer than this. I think this is long enough to hear me uh, uh, babble uh, for this long. But um, uh, I've got some other things coming. Just just uh, be patient with me. Um, I don't know how. Um, I don't know uh, what actually is coming up. Uh, the date for uh, Create Appalachia inaugural uh, opening of their headquarters in Kingsport. So that's coming up soon. Um, and uh, I'll be a part of that with, uh, again, the local legend, Kate uh, Ottinger. Um, or excuse me, Christy Ottinger. I'm sorry. I have Kate and, Caitlin uh, uh, Yarborough and Kate Hoffman on my mind. Um, but um, I will um, uh, be a part of that. It'll be really cool. And another first of something. Um, so I don't know the date on that yet, but it'll be sometime this month. It's February 1st now. And uh, hopefully by the end of this, I'll have it done and we'll be we'll be able to talk and laugh about it and, and talk about our successes. So anyway, um, uh, that'll be it for me. And uh, I guess I will see you when you see me.